Yeah, I always thought Patrick Maria Edwards was weird, but like... <laughs> Don't shame. It's unique. It's a family name, Brett, okay? Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. Aw, oh, yeah. Brett, I swear to God, you are doing that faster every episode. I know. Like I'm a little bit. trying to. It's <laughs> it's uh, until it's down to like two seconds. I want to just like... Bah, 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 bah. You're going to... You're going to... You're gonna talk like a uh, dick skin from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from you, there's Kenny. a bunch of new episodes. That's really funny you say that because a bunch of new episodes uh, just yeah, got yeah. put on the, Hulu. the Christmas release. We haven't seen it yet, uh, don't. But we will shortly. Uh, guys, did you know that I'm like Twitter famous now or whatever? Oh my god! What? Yeah. What? What are did you talking you not, about? Did you not see Twitter my big right tweet now. weekend? It's clearly not gone to his head at all. <laughs> did you go? Let me see. Did a tweet go? I had a pretty big tweet. Kaboom. I don't know. Just saying. Oh, how many? How oh, many that one. Yeah, I, I RT'd that one. <laughs> I'll take credit for like 10% of oh, those yeah. likes. Brett? Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 7,000 <000 laughs> likes. Damn. Whoa. All right. All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Just saying. You, you know. want me to read it? Do you want me to yeah, read? Do you want me to you should t- read you this me viral to tweet. narrate this, this viral tweet? Well, this is the present. It's very good. Get him pat is you can get this engraved on something oh his, it's his epitaph <laughs> oh, Lord. a screenshot of yeah. like with the with let's the not have that cut. be my fucking legacy yeah live the whole life tweeted this once oh god <laughs> uh it is all right here we go plot twist Everyone, that's all caps, knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, but letting him live the fantasy is the only way to get a billionaire to spend money in the public interest. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good I hot like take, that. I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say that's on point. We really fucked up with Elon Musk here. He could have been Batman. Dang. Would we want that, though? No. <laughs> no. Good God, no. Wait, he's kind of he's kind of shitty climate change Batman. He's like, I'm going to save the climate with my electric cars for the rich. <laughs> and that's where we ended up. I'm going to build a dangerous submarine for children. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, no, anyway. Feel the bad reviews coming now. Yeah, what's the what's the demographic crossover between our I'll fans bet we've and got fucking some Elon stands? Must sure. dick riders. Mm-hmm. Elon sucks. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> speaking of people that don't suck, we've got a great guest tonight. I'm really really Do happy. We? Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I'm trying Ash, to hype this. it. I'm trying to hype <laughs> Dude, it. That sounded very sarcastic. I thought I took it. Sarcastic. We didn't have a guest on our last episode. <laughs> Uh, we have, yeah, we go one episode. We have Chris, we have one Christmas episode with no guest, and we forget how to act around company. Um, <laughs> I'm really happy to introduce writer and producer Adam Lance Garcia. Hello, Adam. Woo! Hello, how are you? Pretty so good. good to be here. I could tell Adam is getting great. like nervous that this was one of those like so- social experiments where we see how long he can go without saying anything and without us mentioning yes. his name. So, no. Oh, oh man, you you think I couldn't live through that? I've been through some weird experiments. I live in New York. 
<laughs> we should definitely have Case or Matt back and just do that to them. Just oh keep God. going and see how long we can get. I would love that. <laughs> Case so, is the guy that runs our network. My prediction is Case would be the, the, the goodest good boy and just sit. Until oh, he he's introduced, would, for sure. And Matt Storm would burst right in with comment, like, I'm, "I have a thing to say. I have a take on this subject. Whatever we're mm-hmm. talking about, <laughs> and both would be right to do so. Either way, there's no wrong answer in that scenario. <laughs> the um, second that Matt but, caught even the slightest whiff of a of something uh, foul play, he would just be like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Matt's listening um, to this right now, and he's like, you don't know me. <laughs> this is Matt Stormageddon, Matt? Yeah. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to go see Spider-Man No Way Home to, uh, together, but then COVID. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hope you're doing okay, buddy. Aww. But he's okay. He's okay. So, okay. great. Okay, cool. So, you guys know the people that I know, and let yes. it, now it's even less weird. Let the shit talking begin. Yeah, no, this show's <laughs> on the same network. But yeah, you were introduced to us uh, yes, through, through Case. case. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he is a lovely human. He is. I, at least I think I, he's human. I really think he's yeah. important to clarify a human. Yeah, <laughs> I get definitely he's annoyed. Human, he's like Data from Star Trek, which is just like uh, perfection. Yeah, yeah. totally. Plausible. Yeah, I get. I get annoyed at what a good person he seems to be. It's like, okay, dude, we get it. Like, yeah, we're all annoyed with Case. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's like, but okay, we get it. Like, you, you're you're just a just a giant like ball of like empathy and compassion and sweetness and delight and it's like oh god no, I'm yeah case, you, case. you know you should really like make a stand and just kick pat right off the network yeah <laughs> that'll show him <laughs> no don't do that but adam what do you do what do i do i ask myself that question every single day I have so, oh God, do I have content that I want to promote? So, uh, yes. Um, wow. Where do I even begin? So the content that I would like to, to promote right now is the audio drama podcast that I've been writing and producing for a, a few years now, but it really began, uh, it was only released relatively recently. It's called The Ooh. Green Llama. It is an audio drama podcast. Uh, which is a continuation of the licensed novels I've been writing. The Green Llama, if you never heard of him, and that's okay, you're basically 90% of the country, if not uh, 99% of the country, uh, is a Buddhist superhero from the 1940s. Uh, my father Ooh. used to collect him, and I've been writing the licensed novels yeah, for the past, past decade or so. And uh, I wanted to do a continuation uh, that's sort of set after my canon uh as an audio drama series because the green llama had a radio drama back in the 1940s so i really want to continue that and i think it's really great i think it's oh, really great we have it's a awesome. full cast we've got like uh amazing music by uh, brian matolius we've got uh a wonderful sound designer josh wilson who's just killing it uh our stars john Sam's Marcus Ressi. No, I'm just kidding. No. yeah <laughs> i do have a brother uh, named josh wilson yes yes <laughs> so we talk about sam all the time uh <laughs> uh we had Marcus Ressi, who's a star as uh jethro dumont um sarah smithen as a, a new character that we created for the series called the riveter um and our fifth episode premieres this friday december 31st was uh after when we're recording and it's going to be playing until february 11th uh with our hour-long season finale it's cool that's the cool thing that i'm promoting that's so exciting is it i I have a question (laughs) yes i have answers 
is it like pulpy, like like vintage, or is it, it a little more modernized? It's a bit of both. So the the Green Lantern yeah. was a pulp character from the 1940s, as well as comic books and radio dramas. Uh, but in both the way that I've written him in the books and in the way that we've approached this audio drama is that we try to have a, a, a merger of pulp sensibilities and modern audiences in mind. Um, the best comparison I would make is we wanted to create a series. Like, you know how Indiana Jones was um, Lucas and Spielberg saying, hey, we loved movie serials growing up. How do we make a movie that feels like a movie serial? Um and they made Indiana Jones. So for the Green Llama, our approach was: how do we make a series that feels like we're in the nineteen a child in the nineteen forties listening to a radio show? Like, what it would it feel like? It would be exciting and adventurous. Um, so we don't try to mimic or even homage the nineteen forties radio dramas because you sort of the moment you start doing that it's such a thin line it tips really quickly over into parody no matter how much you homage it um or it becomes very stilted and doesn't really appeal to modern audiences so we kind of went with the um the big finish approach which is the company that produces the doctor who audio dramas and really leaned heavily into what does it feel like uh it's almost like someone was watching a movie they pressed record on a tape recorder and are you're listening to that tape mm-hmm. recording um mm-hmm. so it's a full audioscape it's a full uh soundtrack um everyone's playing it naturally um even if the the situations are kind of over the top it's supposed to be you know, it is meant to appeal to a modern audience, uh, even though it has those pulp story points and those pulp sensibilities. Nice. That sounds nice. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. To Thank save you. me link work when I'm editing this, is there? A, do you have a URL memorized? I don't have a URL memorized, uh, but if you go just type in the Green Llama to any of your favorite podcast apps, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, or uh, even... Uh, apparently Amazon... Not Amazon Music. Uh, there's a few other ones, but... You can find it anywhere. It's uh, just Green Llama with one L, um, and I'm it'll doing be on it any podcaster. Yeah. There it is. Found it. Yeah. Subscribe. Boom. Done. Awesome. Thank live. you. Nice. That's how um, easy it was, listener. That's how fast and easy I was able to do that. Like, do you believe that? It's, yeah. So it's everywhere. Uh, I, th- I I wish I knew the uh, URL memorized, but it's um yeah. It's it's really easy to find. I think it's really great. Um, uh, I'm I'm obviously biased, but I will I will say like, like you know I, I, I'm right. talking about this a bit uh, <laughs> as someone I like I I wrote the majority of the series with my co-producer Steel Philippec, Um and he's just a great co-writer. But if I were to be honest with you, like I think my my writing is like sort of like a it's a B it's a solid solid story, but not, not like it's not going to change the world. But the combination of stellar actors an amazing sound designer and amazing music really out of elevated the series like i i wish i could say like it's all me and i did it all by myself and i'm amazing <laughs> um that would be a lie like it's the, the the big secret about working in any kind of artistic endeavor is surrounding yourself with people who are just more talented than you so i will shout out all of them as much as i can because I, i'm it's such a good they did such a great job and um i will murder their enemies for them <laughs> the, the humble guy and we're gonna go uh-huh. check out like the show credits though and it's just all adam like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah really really there is no one else it's just him 
<laughs> I do, but my, my, like, there are actual, I will say there are scenes that I'm talking to myself. That was kind of weird. There's one, uh, I will say there's an, uh, a couple scenes in episode two where uh, it's like, like, listen, guys, you need to do this. You want to do this. You can come over right here and do it yourself. It's just me talking to myself. <laughs> and that was just by necessity. Out of so, curiosity, uh, yeah. when you record something like that, are yeah. you going back and forth or do you record all one side because it's easier to stay in the voice and then go back and record the other side? Because um, for me, I feel like I would do that. I would record all one person and then to like stay in the accent or whatever the voice yeah. you were doing. I mostly did one at a time uh, just because yeah. it's it's hard to go back and forth. You kind of lose yeah, it pretty yeah. quickly. And I'm, I'm not the best voice actor uh, in the world. So I have to sort of kind of focus on each character. I mean, the entire thing was, was recorded almost... I would say about maybe 80% remotely uh, or over the course of the pandemic. Uh, we just were mm-hmm. shooting, like doing things like this, where we talked to an actor over uh, Zoom and they would record at home or some would come into uh, my studio at home uh, once things got a little bit safer and we knew that we could either socially distance or we were all vaccinated. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't know that this was, it was recorded some stuff like early 2000 to 2020 being merged with stuff that was recorded like a couple of weeks ago. So it's, oh, wow. yeah. Um, it's a Very big cool. passion project. Yeah. And that's the thing I do for, uh, on my free time. My, my day job is I am a producer, uh, at Condé Nast. I mostly do videos, uh, celebrity interviews for, uh, Vanity Fair. Oh, cool. um, one of my more re- my recent jo- uh, interviews was with Mahershali, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I Cobra Kai and Priyanka Chopra is coming out soon. Um, so my day job is cool. I talk to a list celebrities. It's a weird job, guys. I'm not gonna wow. It's a weird <laughs> job. Awesome. That's super cool. Very very cool. Um, so you're bringing yeah. to us uh, an an equally cool film. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> This this is a weird one because uh, yep, it's just I don't know how many people have seen the movie we're seeing. Do we say what it is already? We, we have haven't. not. No. no, I mean the listener knows because it's the name of the episode. But yeah, we're watching Little Monsters. Yeah, the nineteen eighty nine one. There's I guess uh, There's another this... movie recently called Little Monsters. Really? It's not the same thing. Yeah. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah. That's the one with the. Oh, it's God, very different though. It yeah. looks, it's it's very different. Um, I think it's a more uh, metaphorical little monsters from what I get from the poster when I was doing my research. Our little monsters is a very is very literal, literal yep. little monsters. <laughs> it looks, like, um, but uh, yeah, this was 1989. This came out, and yeah, uh, before before I dive in on like some trivia and stuff here, Adam. Yeah, you you yep. suggested this to us. I, I I talked about the concept of the show and emails and. You're like, boom, this one. So, oh, yeah. So, why? the reason why, I mean, I remember what, so it was a couple of things. I remember watching this movie very vividly. There's one specific scene that to this day I remember almost as if I watched it yesterday, which is uh, when uh, Fred Savage and his friends go up against the little Ben Shapiro and they turn over and you see the back of his head and it looks like, like his, like he has like a face stretched over like a monstrous, like, head um and i that still disturbs me to this day and <laughs> I, I so when i had a chance to they like they said another weird side effect of my job is that i just get sent free shit sometimes like 
free Blu-rays, and they like, do you want Little Monsters? And I'm like, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Why not? And then it's been sitting on my shelf for maybe a year. And then mm. when you're like, hey, what movie do you want to watch? I'm like, I really want an excuse to watch this movie that I haven't watched in decades, but loved when I saw it. Oh, it's perfect for the podcast. Nice. Then. Yeah, that's that you just are right, you know, down the line of what this podcast is all about. Uh, Brett, to answer your question, uh, I don't, I actually, even though I'm like the host, the main host of this and did all the research, I have actually never seen it. Has oh. anyone else seen it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I have. I probably really? should have been the host for this one. <laughs> well, you've oh, been very shoot. busy lately. It's okay. You have a This booty. is fun. <laughs> um, so does Pat, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's whatever. I got I got three kids. It's like whatever at that point. It's, <laughs> it's whatever. We let him fend for himself. He Pat can find just, the food. Flexes his kids into submission. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fred. <don't. laughs> oh yeah, sorry. That's the I wrong show. On our D and D show, we have a thing uh, when people subscribe to the to the channel. Uh, we do a, it's hashtag one sub one flex and Pat kind of does a little uh, mini only fans on stream it's uh it's a good time <laughs> now wow. he looks really swole i i it works. I, I admit it we get no, a I, lot it work it, it's more, it's more, <laughs> one of the more effective get twitch subs for subscribers because yeah it, so it, but if you get like two like do you have to do like, I have to do, like two arm? different poses yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, okay yeah. it's not like it's not like one arm is for a subscription so it'd be like start like here yeah Oh my God. See, I'm getting this for free, Whoa, guys. This yeah. is great. I have no- it's most oh effective gosh. when people save it for while he's doing some RP in the game, and then he has to like, try to, to do like, that to seriously- me. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be in the middle of like a deep, like improvised role play. They did it during the scene when you had to break the news that like one of the NPCs died to their dad, and I'm like mid talking or yeah, we got banned um, from the town. But, yeah, uh, so your son's dead. Ugh. Uh, uh. No, <laughs> it was bad. Basically, they asked how how the how the NPC was doing, and my response was not great. Mm. <laughs> Literally, that. Ugh. Um, but so uh, not as good as this. Oh, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. I was like, not much, not much of anything. Like they're not, they're not doing much. Um, oh no. But uh, so yeah, but you seen this? So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Bebo's That's right. Excited. Yes, Bebo's um, very. Speaking excited. of little monsters, I can't cut around Bebo if you guys acknowledge him every time. <laughs> that was just really cute. I'm sorry. That was it just was a really so cute, cute. That was a very cute baby babble, and yeah, I oh. wanted to give him credit. Uh, this is directed by Richard Greenberg, who he directed um, an episode of Tales in the Crypt, and then one other thing that I didn't recognize. He he. He's he's not longer with us. He's no longer with us. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. It looks like, but he looked like he was just kind of a. Uh, he's not like doing an everyman, anything really right like now. A, <laughs> yeah, no, he's just he's not doing he's not doing much. Um, but he <laughs> it, it looks like he did he did a lot of stuff. He did a lot of visual effects work. He did he. You go to his IMDb. There's not like a ton of any one thing, but there's a lot. It's just very. It's just varied, like very diverse, like handful of producer credits, a handful of visual effects directing? credits. Yeah, I think it looks like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it this was written by a pair of real heavyweights in Hollywood, uh Terry Rossi- Rossio and Ted Elliott. 
who oh, yeah. together household names uh, wrote Shrek, uh, both <gasps> Aladdin's, the original animated and the live action, uh, pretty much all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh my god! I too I'm soon. very um, excited now. That's a good track else? record. That's amazing. There's a wow. bunch. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that they did that Lone Ranger movie. Oh. With, well, with our, you know. yeah. I well, mean, we not can't win them nobody's, all. Nobody's yeah. perfect. Um. <laughs> also, there's a big difference between like. I remember one of my favorite interviews with Chris Evans. Uh, they asked, like, did you know it was going to be like The Avengers was going to be such a great movie? He's like, I've worked on so many movies where the script was great and the movie was terrible and I or the script was garbage and the movie came out great. You never know. So mm. yeah. who knows? Like they, that script uh, for Lone Ranger might have been great. And then Johnny Depp got involved. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they did Road to El Dorado, wow. too. The oh, animated movie. Huh. OK. Uh, but I didn't realize they did. They both they did both Aladdins. That was interesting to me. They did the original mm-hmm. animated. I liked the new one. Do. Wait, they did the yeah. live action or the second Aladdin? They did film? both. No, okay. no, oh, no. They did the original animated movie and then the live action one. Okay. Are like, you sure that's not like a story by credit? Because sometimes uh, like, oh, you might yeah. be correct. There's you might a be story correct. by credit. I'm looking. It might be just a story it, by credit. I, yeah, they yes. probably got paid but, uh, you a ton of money to be like yes. Mm-hmm. You can have they my did, name on uh, it. <laughs> they did the the Antonio Banderas mask of Zorro in the night. Oh, Ooh, okay, I remember liking wow. that. So yeah, they yeah, that's these a good guys, one. The, uh, they did Treasure Planet, which I think is okay. Oh, I've never yeah. seen Treasure it. Treasure Planet. I don't think I've seen it either. That's a pretty good one. It's on Disney it's, Plus. Yeah, it's also like when Disney was still trying to figure out how to use CGI in their films. Yeah, was that a? Was I think Planet? it looks great. I think How's it looks that? pretty good. It's Treasure completely Planet. rotoscoped. Uh, no. I don't think so. Hmm. But I could be wrong. I'm wrong about most things. Don't pay attention to me. <laughs> me too. I'm sorry. Let's talk. <laughs> uh, cast. Uh, Adam, you mentioned the our star here, our lead, Fred Savage, a young Fred yeah, Savage. Yeah, I thought you were going to say oh. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you'll um, know it. Look, you'll know it when you see it. It's either he looks like uh, what's that turd's face? Um, uh, that he oh Ted Cruz he looks like either an <laughs> evil little Ted Cruz or eviler Ted Cruz <laughs> or like a little killer. shitty ben, ben Shapiro and you're like yep that's a hundred percent correct I think it's yeah you'll know you'll turd know what face it comes. is such a good Goodness. yeah they're both a couple little turd faces mm-hmm. and like different like flavors of turd face oh yeah um, yeah like one's <laughs> like nutty and one's flavors. just sort of wet and sloppy <laughs> oh god <laughs> sorry I I I've, I've kind of figured out my audience so I'm just going for it no, you're good. You're good. um and uh. Also has Howie Mandel. Wow! Yes. Oh, oh mm-hmm. I remember that. Yep. And uh, and then uh, a few more notables: Daniel Stern, who, mm-hmm. if you're not recognizing the the name, you will recognize the face and the voice. He and and I am very familiar with his face because we have watched both Home Alone movies like every single day for a month now. Because um, <laughs> our we intro- our girls were finally old enough. We we thought they could handle them, you know, introduce them and they are obsessed with them and love them. Oh yeah, that guy. Um, he's, he's Marv, the tall. Okay. Bandit, mm-hmm. The wet slash sticky bandits. He's the tall one. And, uh, like a fun little jumping, I'm going to skip back and forth to the trivia. What people forget is, so Fred Savage, most famous for wonder years. Daniel Stern is also, is the voiceover of him as an oh, adult. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Really? Oh. I, mean, I forgot about that. And then we also have uh, Margaret Witten, who is probably most well known for the uh, first two major league movies. She plays the 
the antagonist, the 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 lady who owns the team and is trying to ruin them so she could move <laughs> them to Miami. No, no, no I vaguely remember that. Sorry. <laughs> Major uh, League was I, a I, weird I, series, man. That, I like, like those movies. The no, first they were, two, I'm the not saying, yeah. And that's like, but that was like during Charlie Sheen's comedy era before he became a comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> before his real life became as tragic as his films. And then uh, some people you'll recognize, but you might not know their names. Oh, uh, and then Fred's younger brother, Ben, has a small role in this as well. Speaking of not knowing their names. It's his I'm, first on-screen role. I'm excited for Sam to finally learn who Howie Mandel is. Uh, because I mean, he's not... I don't think he doesn't seem to be very recognizable, but yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll know like you, when he shows up uh, as you'll be like, Oh yeah, that's Howie Mandel. But it's not like, you know, Howie Mandel. He doesn't look like he, you'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll like, yeah. Like the, the eye and the nose in the right place mm, sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It's like for, so Brett, for like the past decade, he's only famous for showing up as himself in a cameo. So like yeah. we keep seeing him places and Sam's like, who the hell is this guy? I was like, yeah. I've yeah, heard I his name like... a lot, but I don't know who he is. Did you not watch Bobby's World when you were a kid? What? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. I watched Bobby's I, I'm so World. glad you mentioned that because there's one thing I can do, and that is I can do a decent impression of Bobby from <gasps> Bobby's World. <gasps> and specifically, there's one episode where Webley, he's having a, uh, he's doing, um, it's a Sylvester Stallone um, impression because he's like, it's a cliffhanger. Uh, and Webley is like stuck and he's like, Webley, give me your hand. Come on. You've got eight of them. So that is, that is my one. I, I, for my entire life, I'll always remember that. So that's my, my Bobby's. Oh, uh, I haven't version. thought about that show in so many years. Yeah. So long. Mm-hmm. Every day. Trust me. Cause it's very close to other voices that I do. Like, um, like meat wad from, Oh yeah, it is very meatwad. I'm with you, Sam. Though I think I feel like some I watched some movie recently where Howie Mandel was in it as himself, and it was the same thing. Where I was like, "Who the hell is this person? I've never, <laughs> I don't know who this person is." I was really scared for a second there that we were all going to start doing meatwad impressions, and I was like, "I'm going to have to cut out <laughs> the whole bit." I mean, we still can. Night's here, bro. Come on. <laughs> There it is. What are you talking about, Frylock? I just want to go outside and just hang outside and eat some cheese. Don't pretend like you don't like it. (laughs) You know you like it. Uh, This is all getting bleeped. (laughs) (laughs) MCP pants. At least it's not as bad as the fucking, what was it, the, the weasel impressions. Oh, yeah. Oh, from the Suicide Squad? No, no, fucking Polly no. Shore. Oh. Polly Shore. Oh god. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but then you went and did it, so this is uh, on you. So, I obviously am somewhat familiar with a little, you know, surface level because yeah. I did a little research for this. Brett, you've seen it. Uh, Ash and Sam, do you know anything about this movie other than what has just been discussed? Uh, nothing. My okay. My uh. <laughs> My impression of this movie is a a mental crossover between what it actually is and the We Are Monsters animated thing from Nickelodeon. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, Our Monsters. Yeah, Our Monsters. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Wow. It's a... Uh, I actually... The less I we tell you about it, I feel like the yeah. more exciting it is for me. At least for me, because I like... Yeah. We have a few games, but... I'm gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna do one, but I'm, instead of making you all guess, because it's not like there's anything crazy or wild or funny, I'm just gonna tell you. But I was, and I'm just gonna do this because I don't want any excuse for Brett to do put this drop in. It's absurd cloud time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's this play Sam, have you now. heard of it before? Because no. I had never even heard of this. Party. No, I have not. No. Okay. I had not right. either. Tell us the absurd Adam, you'll have to cloud. listen to the finished project. Brett has a great yeah. little song. He, he yeah, little drop intro in there. songs for all the different nice. songs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'll just. There's nothing crazy here because I'm just gonna tell you because you have no idea. But the 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 top five sort of like key words or key phrases for this movie, as far as as IMDb is concerned, are monster. Monster under bed. Okay. Brother brother relationship. What? Whoa. 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 <laughs> uh, um, boy. <laughs> just boy. Okay. Uh, and fear of monsters. All right. Mm. All right. There's one outlier there. It could yeah. be a supernatural episode, basically. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of crossover tags there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's true. So, and then before yeah. we go into uh, money game, and Adam, that's what we'll, you know, we're going to guess things like budget and how it did and everything. Sure. I have a fun piece of trivia I do want to share that is just – I wish I had more meat on this story because I actually spent a good amount of time. I, I found this one little like throwaway line. I'm like, wait, that sounds really interesting. I want to learn more about that. But So this movie was originally uh, created by a company called Vestron Pictures. And they are most notably known for Dirty Dancing. No. Mm. Oh. But right around the time that this movie was being finished, Vestron hit some really serious money troubles and ended I up am filing Vestron made bad bankruptcy. investments. Yeah, yeah, they ended up they movie. went public at one point. They ended up filing bankruptcy and they had to sell off a bunch of properties and IP. Like Lionsgate owns a bunch of their stuff. Um, and it was right around the time this movie was supposed to be released, so it had to change hands kind of quick, and then it went to. Um, uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer United Artists. That's hmm. a mouthful. MGM. But that's oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. normally what people call it. <laughs> I was reading that. Was yeah. Why wouldn't they just say MGM? Stupid internet. Let's um, <laughs> spell things out. You know, I but, never uh, ever it, it, ever wondered what MGM stood for. And, and oh, now yeah. we know. Okay. That's because they, the yeah. MGM logo says Metro, Metro Goldwyn Mayer. It does, yeah. <laughs> does it really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. Big gold letters. I don't read the fine print. I don't read it either, Sam. These nerds. Yeah. I'm busy looking at the pretty kitty. Yeah, the lion. me too. <laughs> the pretty yeah. kitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let us do... Money game. Ka-ching. Okay, so you said lettuce, and I heard lettuce. 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 Get lettuce. that lettuce. Lettuce. Do I'm starting to worry about you both. Honestly, do you, do you guys have do you have working carbon monoxide 
We did a yeah. little like interpersonal over- catch up before we started r- recording, but uh, neither of us got any sleep last night because yeah. of Bebo. So Aww. we're like, we're both on. It's been space, over space nine zone. months since we've had a full night of sleep, and uh, specifically last night was really yeah. stupid. So. We're trying to fix that, and <laughs> you know, there's a way to fix it. Yeah, it's just yeah, I'm gonna yeet the baby child. out into the snow. <laughs> All right, you you dual income no kid over there. How's life on the other side? Oh, it's so great. I I love my life. It's really relaxing. I slept all night last night. Uh, I can do whatever Mm, I want. Literally, it's wonderful. Yeah, gotta kill both of you. Uh, Um, I slept a full eight hours. I went for a run for like an hour. Yeah, actually, maybe nine hours. See, I slept three hours straight, and I was just like, "Oh my god, it was amazing." Yes, any any night where I get like at least two. Like three hour unbroken chunks is like a good night. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, what you're saying is it really never gets this. better. Be. Oh, God. To be fair, we did it to ourselves. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was real fun doing it there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <sighs> we are so derailed. Back money. on track. Okay. Wait, the money sex game. or what? Money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. I meant, oh, yes, the okay. act of broke. Yes. The th- yeah. But, um, <laughs> so. I mean, you can do that. Movie, and, uh, this movie anyway. has. <laughs> this movie has like people. I just, I'm kind of like trying to set the stage for you. So this movie has like this movie has people. people it has in it. people. It's unusual. Yep. But and it monsters. But, but I'm saying people uh-huh. that are like not unknowns and brothers. Time. Right. Like Daniel Stern is working a lot. Fred Savage has already done Wonder Years at this point, um, or is in the middle of doing it. I don't know the exact years, but it's right around that time. So, and it's with a company that's done major movies this vestron group but so i want you to keep that in mind and that's all and what we're going to do now adam is take a wild stab at what you think this budget was blah, blah, blah. Mm. what year was it 89 so it's probably shot yeah. in 88 i'm gonna oof, at most 10 million i'm thinking because that's like at most maybe 5 million because it's 80s money, so 80s money doesn't count. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could Which be. Which is it? It could huh. be. Well, I, I'm going to say 10, because it really, like, we didn't start seeing 100 millions until, like, like the 90s for even, like, films like this. Mm-hmm. Like, j- to give you reference on, like, Fred Savage, uh, Princess Bride had come out in 87, so two years before mm-hmm. this, and mm-hmm. Wonder Years debuted in 88. I'm going to say 30 million. I seem to recall, I can't remember if in this movie there is an elaborate 80s trash aesthetic or a phoned-in 80s trash aesthetic, uh, at least one set that has it. And if it's the elaborate one, they probably spent a lot of money making it look bad. Um, <laughs> and I recall it being kind of elaborate, so I, I was going to say I was gonna say 30-ash, but I guess I will... Oh. Uh, I'll 40 it. You know, dollar say, me? I'll say 40. I feel like 40 is too high. I'm going to say 20. 20. Because 40, that yeah. s- sounded wrong the second I said it. 20. <laughs> is this like a Price is Right situation where whoever d- gets no, it without going I, over? I prefer closest. Yes. I prefer oh, closest. Legit yeah. closest. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go 17 and I'm going to cheat and just Ooh. go in between y'all. Yeah, cool. Ooh. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you're offended Sam by wins. that? wins. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow. Wait. Oh no! Wait, Adam. What was yours? Your final ten. one. Sorry. What ten. was it? Ten. 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 Sorry, Adam wins. Sorry. Ooh. Wow. 
7.1 wow. million. Wow. <gasps> so that really was my other guess movie. before Ash and Yo, Brett. Yo, no, movies cost different back then. Yeah. Like, they just did. Well, yeah, like, we do this game all the time. But, but that's so low. Just, really bad that's a it. very low budget film, though, even for the time, I think. Um, it's about a mid-tier. I mean, also, like, don't take... I mean, this is part of my job, so I have to kind of <laughs> do new of these things. So and Let's uh, just let's yeah. skip opening and just tell me what this thing made gross worldwide what this thing make i'm gonna go back to say again i think it's million. i don't think you think it 53 i don't know all right i just threw a number out mm-hmm. there i don't think they made it made the money back i think this is people saw this later on vhs yeah that's a good point wait think, are we guessing we're guessing total gross or box office sorry total total just i'm gonna total. say how much like, money did it make in a yeah Ultimate I'm gonna flop. say seven million. Three that they made made it back. What did you say, Brett? Three, three million. Belly flop. Pat, what do we? What do we Sam, got? did you go? Uh, yeah, so, I went first. I I went high. I said fifty three million, oh. and I'm gonna regret that. Okay. But you know, fifty three. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Numbers don't make sense to me anymore. So. You thought they made their budget back by ten times or five times? It five was times low. their budget. This movie made seven. Hundred ninety three thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> no. So it's VHS. So it did really yeah. well. So yeah. I, I, the piece I left off the story because I feel like that would just tip the hand too much with the whole uh, property changing hands and Vestron's um, uh, bankruptcy. Is it mm. was only released in uh, one hundred seventy nine theaters. Ooh, Jeebus. Mm. Well. I mean, even even with that information, I, I mean, I might not have said under a mill, but like that's sad. Yeah, that is sad. <laughs> but it, like, it's weird to think about it, like, because I mean, I definitely saw this film on VHS, and that was like during, you know, I don't know how old you guys are, but for me, that was like that we take for granted like how easily accessible everything is but like there was that weird sense mm-hmm. of discovery of like here's this vhs that happened to show up at the royal video because that's what we had near us and like you just picked it up because it had like it looked the box art was kind of cool oh and yeah that oh, was totally. how you discovered like a lot I'm of with films. you it's like i love the having everything at your fingertips is great but there was just something fun when you're a kid about going to the fucking video store on Friday and mom and dad gave you some money and it's like go all right here's enough to like rent two movies and buy some like popcorn and candy at the thing and oh yeah like that's what you're doing that night and yeah uh, and this movie just picking by the box art yeah this movie in particular in particular had box art that uh i think this was like we rented it once because there were no i had seen all the other kids movies in the movie section and this one the cover uh you know no i'm not gonna say mean things about the furries community but like the f- cover gave, has hard furry vibes like the the dudes like uh, have you seen the cover of this with the monster guy I just I feel like that even as a young kid I didn't know what that was. The cover I was like, of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I mean, the, it's, okay. it's intense. The monster design, and it was just deeply unsettling. Like that, to, to young Brett, and I said, I don't know about this. And I watched it, and I but remember also, being scarred. <laughs> it was also that sort of period of time where like kids' movies could be disturbing. 
Do you remember, mm-hmm. like, and, and, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, and I'm sort of like, I go, I go back and forth on it, but I do miss, and, and I think you'll see it when you watch this movie for the first time, you'll kind of appreciate it. It's like, this movie is kind of messed up, and <laughs> there is something really, there was, at least for growing up, there was something really awesome about, like, being scared by a kid's movie. And there are scary things in in kids movies today, but like they would never go as nuts as they did uh, as they did in this film uh, today. And that's not to say like things are better today or you know worse today because nostalgia is stupid and it messes with your brain. But like it's just weird to think about like how how children's cinema evolved like from when this movie was made to today like there's so many elements at least to my recollection that if if this film had been made today they never would have gone full hog on some of the more disturbing elements (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah for sure they're they're like like way more tricky with it nowadays like the only thing i could think of that's like it's like meta level disturbing, but like I don't I don't know why my brain jumped straight to this, but like if you can find the connection between who worked both on the live action Grinch and like the first draft of the Sonic movie, like there's some universal oh, executive yeah. who's got a thing for people who look like the Who's because every movie they've yeah. made has that in it, mm-hmm. and you're just like, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> but it's like that's it's subtle, it's subtle. There's an adult influencing that aesthetic somewhere but it's nothing as in your face as this yeah yeah they're like and the ben shapiro scene like is i think a perfect example of you know there's costume and character design again this is all based on recollection uh so i might be wrong when i watch it but my recollection has always been like the, the costume design the set design the way the film was actually shot is um mature in a way that you would probably like get go from like this is like a G film, but today would be a PG thirteen, for example. <laughs> like there's just the way that we understand what's disturbing, what's okay for kids was very different. Um yeah. Sam's it's, excitement uh, to watch yeah. this has been slowly draining through this entire conversation. <laughs> she went from like excited oh, to no. she's just like over here frowning now. <laughs> oh no. I mean also it's definitely one that uh, it seems like it has would pass the bar of having a cult following, so to speak. I mean, oh, yeah. it's one of those ones that's got like, like take Rotten Tomatoes. It's tomato meter meter score <laughs> is forty four percent, but its audience score is sixty two. Mm. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good old. So it's got its fans, and uh, I think it probably. I mean, I we can probably just like segue right into predictions. I think it's abysmal box office is probably more to do with the back office business stuff than the movie itself. Um, because I, I can't, I don't think it probably got, I don't think it got marketed very well at the time. Cause again, it was just, it, it was literally like right before release, it's changing hands and things. So I think it's just, um, so uh, I think it's going to be, and having not watched it just doing the research, I think it's it's maybe going to say maybe going to be a net positive. I think it's going to eke out. I, I honestly don't know. I, I feel like it's gonna this could be a movie right. that I'd be like, I I'm actually really excited because I, I'm going to backpedal and say, I have no fucking clue. I might love this movie. Yeah. I might think I, I hate it. I might, uh, 
I don't know if it's going to be problematic or not. I don't know if like if the any jokes it's are going to be problematic. I'm sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah there's sure going to be some stuff. Um, I'll bet just from the the images I've seen when I was doing my research, I'll bet some stuff is yeah going to look pretty horrifying for a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the monster design of this of this main guy is is it's like that's intense. They went hard on that yep. the makeup people. They. But it's they not that long. It. So it's, I, I checked as we were talking, it's only an hour and uh, 101 minutes. That's, oh, wow. And that's, yeah. So it's a short film. So you're in, you're yeah. out. Remember short films? Those are great. <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. We've started implementing like caps on the movie. I, I looked that up before <laughs> you, when you suggested that because we've had people come with like oh, two yeah. and a half, three hour movies. And we're like, no, we're not doing that oh, anymore. God. Like, it's, you're like yeah, no, no. sorry, but no. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like but, this movie gives me like Drop Dead Fred vibes, even though I've mm. never actually seen that movie. But as far as it's like, totally of, yeah, yeah, no, it's totally of that era of that sort of milieu of like children and their imaginations, and it's slightly disturbing uh, and kind of weird. Uh, yeah, totally. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's different, but it's the same. Gotcha. Same, but different, but still the same. <laughs> Are we, are we doing expectations? Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're yeah, doing? I did. Yeah. Oh. My, my, oh, that was that muddling, meandering, non that was prediction <laughs> was my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't know any, I had never even heard of this movie before. Um, I don't know anything about it. Um, and just from the artwork that I've seen from a quick Google search, like I said, it reminds me of Drop Dead Fred, but. I've actually never seen that movie either, so I don't <laughs> really. It's a weird comparison, but um, but yeah, I'm hopeful that it'll be good. It seems like it has a decent cast, um, so we'll see. Seems like it's a bit of a cult following, so maybe yeah. we'll see. Sam, I, I'm hopeful. I'm unsure. Yeah, I go don't Sam. think I'm gonna <laughs> like this movie. I don't know. I'm scared now. I. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's all. I That's don't know. It. I think it's going to be icky 80s yuckiness, and I'm, I'm a little nervous. Define <laughs> icky 80s yuckiness. So it, you'll know it just when like you see it. The aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, you'll yes, know it. You'll the, know it. If, if it's in it, you'll know. Everything is like brown <laughs> and oh, black yeah. and like inky. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and the character designs in. in animation we have something called the moldy peach which is like it's just there's no shape language to the character designs they're just round and then you throw a bunch Mm. of detail on top of it and i'm very worried that's what the monsters are gonna look like that's a good that's (laughs) a good description for my distaste of the 80s trash aesthetic yeah 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 so that's okay I, i hate to be a downer but that's i've been consumed with possible negativity for this movie so we'll see i hope i'm wrong i look i didn't make it so i i have no uh, i i if you hate it like i that's totally <laughs> fine yeah, yeah. like we, i won't take that personally at all i mean i'll, I'll never speak to you again but it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah not personal though right yeah yeah not personal 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, but I, I can understand those concerns based on like just the way we're describing it. It's, it's very much of a time and of an era that like, if it, that's not your bag, it's not your bag. And I don't even know if this is my bag. So like my prediction, like I'm expecting this to be, eh, you know, just, eh. you know, it's like, <laughs> oh wow, I have really vivid memories of this because I saw it when I was eight, you know, or six or seven. It doesn't matter point is like i saw it when i was a child so it ha- left an impression and you know whether that movie is good or bad uh is almost secondary to the impression that it left on me so i don't have any i have no idea what i'm gonna think about this i think it's gonna be well like oh yeah that shot i remember that shot oh i remember feeling this way about this movie when i saw it i am not feeling that right now yeah i so. i was a young child when i saw this movie and th- I remember it being disturbing, but like, I think I liked it when I was a kid, but it was like disturbing. And I think it's got some, I think there's some sort of like American werewolf in London vibes Mm. in there. I think I can uh, see that. I might be misremembering, but I think there's something that we're all going to very much dislike vis-a-vis a a, uh, um, blank check ish, uh, a child in an adult situation content. Um, oh no! I might be misremembering that, but like I, f- I feel like this movie has the vibes for it. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'm gonna like it, but uh, well, let's give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with that positive, my review. memories of this are all icky. <laughs> oh <Yep>. no! <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks very. What did you call it? Fuzzy peach or yeah, moldy peach? peach. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Cool. Well, cool. Uh, let's pause the recording and go watch Little Monsters. Uh, okay. And I hope we're not scarred when we come back. Hey, it's your best buddy, Pat. If you are listening to this on the day it releases, that's March 18th, 2022. And if for some inexplicable reason you have yet to check out my first book, Space Tripping, then today is your lucky day. Dangle Books is a website that connects avid book readers to indie authors like me. Well, Dangle Books reached out and they were interested in doing a promo for space tripping. Cool, huh? So for today, March 18th and today only, you can go buy the Kindle version of Space Tripping 1, The Mysterious Case of the Mysterious Case for only 99 cents. And for those of you who've already read my book, first, thank you so much. Second, you should check out DangoBooks.com. That's Dango as in D-A-N-G-O. Thanks. Love you. Bye. I That's where the money went. Fucking A. Why there's a tarnished the talking heads head. like that? <laughs> You're just going to be you shouting over this, me singing? That's fine. Yeah, sorry. That's fine. Um, Are you going to turn me into the a techno song? That. <laughs> <laughs> it's parody. We've only got DMCA'd once in all of the hundred and whatever Did, episodes. Really? Yeah. Really? For which one? Because one time I was like lazy. Oh, it was the and Tom it was, Cruise it was, song. It was, yeah, Top Gun. There was a karaoke version of the song, and I, and I made oh, Nick oh, sing oh, the karaoke, oh. and it was fun, but it was t- it was also DMCA'd. So. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm surprised anyone good cared shot. about a podcast <laughs> that hey, much. Wait, is this anything? Is this anything of business? instrumental karaoke where it's just the lyrics on the screen are like phonetic 
sound what you should make to make the phonetic <laughs> sounds. So it'd be like D U H N. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. It's just like, dun. and then like, it like big letter. It gets bigger when you're supposed to, and like, there are like different points on the screen. Like, do you. I feel like you're just describing karaoke. But it's, I mean, but it's isn't no that lyrics. what the tequila like, song is? Technically, it's, you say the, they say the word tequila, so it's not an instrumental. That's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, so, shall true. we just jump to right the good stuff and, and just come out of the gate and say it? This is a movie about <laughs> a fucking gross pedophile with shortcuts to kids' beds. This is uh, makes me uncomfortable, and yep. I feel icky. I, I got an idea for a movie. What if, what if you could get into any kid's bedroom, any kid, anywhere, anytime? <laughs> just what if you just get in there and like wiggle your tongue around I was a lot? Say, uh, don't forget the just tongue. Just remember, yeah. when there's a bed, there's a way. Good lord, <laughs> that's oh, a lot of double entendres. <laughs> Oh my uh, how about the moment Why? when the dad is like putting his hand on the son's thigh and the son keeps moving it away and the dad keeps putting his hand on his naked thigh and I'm oh like, God, what is yeah. happening right now? There's it is weird. Fucking or, Epstein shit in here. I've having, say. I mean, that was like in his 30s for this too. Wait, I, a quick Jeff Epstein thing. So I found. So uh, true story. Uh, Lie. Which is There's no quick Jeff Epstein thing. <laughs> no, this, this is the quick one. Uh, so okay. my, uh, so I was staying with my parents at the beginning of the pandemic because my my girlfriend's a nurse and she's like, I don't know if I'm going to kill you if I come home, you know, because of <laughs> yeah. COVID. So I go yeah. stay with my parents and then like around that time, um, like I'm like riding, running, running, and my mom's like, Oh, so you remember Jeffrey Epstein? Like we went to like we grew up together. His house is down the block. Oh, like, what? Yeah. So like wow. on Maple Avenue uh, in Seagate, Brooklyn, New York, uh, I would w- run by uh, Jeffrey Epstein's house, and he's like, I didn't really know him. I knew his brother better. Uh, Woogie was his name uh, or his nickname back then because it was the sixties. Um, and yeah, so uh, that's okay. I, I, You've made the story too short. Jeff- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all it really is. Like my mom grew up with Jeffrey Epstein. I feel like we wow. need to cut this out of the podcast because it might put your mom in danger. Oh goodness, probably. You think you about know. it. Email us after. <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that right. That's, I mean, so that's really questions. it. That's, there's no other. But yeah. It's a weird movie, guys. It's a I forgot that's such how an it, understatement it, that you just said. Man, there's a lot. We had there's a lot to talk. We had a piece in the pre-roll because yeah. I have I I have an idea of what's going to happen in the next thirty to forty minutes here. But Adam had what sounded like the skirtings of a positive comment to, to just, say. Just get that out of the way. I want to hear what it is. Oh, um. I think there's a lot of really troublesome aspects of this film. I think that uh, a lesser it's because if a better director um, might have done something with this, I think it leans a little too into the gross out oh, humor of sure. kids that nowadays becomes like, ooh, that's kind of pedophile-y or that's kind of creepy or that's kind of weird. But like, you know, at the time it's like you have a best friend and he's slightly older and you're like gonna go on adventures and stuff like that. Um, but then there's like some really slightly- interesting ideas like like what, I, I don't know. Slightly older. Slightly, yeah. Oh, well, he's like thirty-three. <laughs> uh, but like he's presented as like a, he's being a, the character's eleven, so you know eleven, even though he's like two hundred years old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, there's a lot the, of contradictions in this movie. 
<laughs> yeah. I think the biggest thing is like there are certain images and certain scenes that are like, man, if they had just really honed in on this idea, like it's really exciting. It's you called know, like, Monsters Inc. Yeah. Yes, does <laughs> Monsters Inc. But also like the uh the boy and the bit that like having like this idea of uh, wanting this kid to stay in this another world to become this uh, like a, a monster and the, the the character of boy is a very to my mind iconic character because it's like he he shows up and it's like wow I really wish I was introduced to him earlier on he's a really good villain and that whole sequence is actually kind of exciting if messy but like for Super an terrifying. eight year olds and yeah, like I yeah. feel like a kid. It's really thrilling. Like that whole sequence is kind of uh, like I I rem- I can understand looking at it now. Like oh yeah, I could see why this is this made an impression on me because it's like kids on their own fighting a big monster using their own ingenuity to like save the day and save your brother. Um, Very these home are alone-y the- kind of too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's all these elements in it that are just like yeah, like I could totally see like why this section is the stuff I, re- I remember, but then like all the stuff beforehand, I completely forgot about. Like, I remember like who put piss, piss in my apple juice very vividly, <laughs> but like, that's a, like, that's like a prank thing a kid would probably do. Um, disgusting as it is, but like, so yeah, there's like a lot of like pieces and elements that I'm like, man, if I would love to be able to re- revisit this idea and explore it in a much more like, in either a creepier fashion or or like a much more like expanded fashion, um, yeah. But overall, it's it's I, the movie's a mess. I would like to talk this, about the the boy villain yeah. character though, because yeah, and Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually I thought that was very accurate. That was very good. Yes, there was, yes, yeah. Because I had that thought watching it. I was like, so okay, so boy is like the embodiment of what? Like in my head, it was like, is it? It's not toxic mass. Is it to- toxic boy masculinity? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he supposed to be embodying? Because that's, I think oh that's where God. I got confused. Someone, I was like, I'm, what is this? Uh, villain? Gonna, I might tweet a bench. You have I already did that. Masculinity. <laughs> no, boys. <laughs> God, I meant you that did one. it. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll be nice. sure to retweet that immediately. Um, <laughs> oh man. But yeah, like I, it, you're right because that villain is a good something. <laughs> but hey, I don't know what. Speaking it of is. boy, speaking of boy, fun fact because I would do one thing. I do would full out compliment. I don't know if it fit the 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 tone. I don't know what tone the movie was trying to strike. Right, because um, oh it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the makeup team artist. Yep, those they were, scared me. They, they were scary, but like I feel like I feel like it was like terrifying and and hideous but like technically very good and proficient and it's really funny to me that boy is the big villain when uh i just really quick looked up the uh david atherton who is mm-hmm. the first listed head makeup artist and the first thing on his imdb is you know those like top four you're known for is <laughs> number one is face off no oh, my god oh, nice makes sense yeah. he's like i mean i've been the, i got this i've been practicing for this moment don't worry i got it the eyeball moment in the beginning where his like eyeballs come out for a second yeah. and go back in was so great like it definitely but, gave me a lot of beetlejuice vibes with oh my the, god like a yep. discount beetlejuice the makeup <laughs> yes yes definitely <laughs> when you in the beginning brett you were like they either went 
and did the shit everywhere really good or really bad. It was definitely the really bad. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was I was like, is it the whole world that they built? Is that where they spent the money? And Sam's like, it's just pallets. Those are free. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just pallets that you can get at Lowe's. Yeah, that is it's weird because it's also like the, the world building is kind of interesting. Like the whole, I mean, it doesn't completely line up, especially when you look at the world itself, but how they're allergic to light and light turns them into uh, clothing that is on the floor. And like, yeah, that works really well for like a kid. Like, of course, like there's clothing all over the floor and that's why the monsters aren't there. Like it, it's that, that sort of kid logic um, mm-hmm. that really kind of syncs up. And um but yeah, it's like even like the, uh, the the how like if you stay under there, you get trapped, and you have to get up before, before the sun rises. All these little things that I'm just like, that's a really good idea. Why is this movie so boring, or why is this movie so weird? <laughs> I got these real strong vibes, and it's not maybe not why the movie was boring, but like why I absolutely couldn't connect with what was going on yeah. uh, is because Fred Savage is the bad guy, right? Like the whole movie? Yeah. Mm. No, he's a fucking not psychopath. Like, okay, that's not, not even like there. a crazy peanut Brett butter theory. and onion sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. 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 The yes. worst, the worst thing he did in the movie. The kid no, like is literally watching someone die, knows how to prevent them from dying, and sits there and does nothing and watches him die. This is what yeah. a psychopath does: is they watch yeah. animals die, like. So fucking fucked up, man. And like they go so through that whole montage up. of like, haha, we're the reasons why kids get locked in their rooms and their parents beat them. And he's just like, ha, 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 ha. like, this is great. Like, yeah. what? What Did, is yeah, wrong with you? Totally yeah. uh, into it. But I can tell you why the movie's boring. I mean, at least the first half of the movie, there's like no conflict whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then they add the bully monster just so that they can have some conflict. And then at the very, very end, they're like, oh yeah, here's this character boy that we kind of alluded to earlier, but like, there's really no conflict in this movie except for like the last act of the the bully monster. The, uh, had very uncomfortable energy. Snick. Snick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big thing that I've been thinking about recently. Like, and I, I can definitely, uh, I, I kind of insinuated it before. The reason why this film stuck with me is because of that last third, that last third like act is a relatively, like, I kind of wish that was the entire movie, at least that storyline. Um, like his brother is missing. Like I, I remember this movie being about his brother gets kidnapped by boy and he has to go save him. And my memory of this movie is that it is the majority of the movie. It is so not. It's not. It, yeah. and it's not. And, and it's that's just the like majority the, of the plot happens in the last 10, 15% of the movie. It's like yeah. 90% yeah. of plot in 15% of movie. And uh, yeah, it, the other movie it reminded me of is Labyrinth because yeah. that right. is the plot of Labyrinth. She's trying to save her little stepbrother or whatever. And, you know, it's like it needed something to really propel the story. And we never really had that. Right. Well, it, this whole the whole movie had a bit of a like um, remix cash grab vibe because they had they had the Labyrinth plot. They had uh, the, the main characters, a discount Beetlejuice. And then they had. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Th- um the the doritos scene where he's laying like oh yeah oh. you need like your fucking et snack cool uh like <laughs> like they just tried to take like everything traps that was ever like popular home alone yeah, yeah. well home alone the, was home alone this. was after yeah. this 
Oh, okay. I looked at Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice came out the year before. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's also the the gross out humor that uh, definitely stuck with him, like the ear thing that he does, Ooh, like yeah. like that, like and like even like the the peanut butter on the um on the uh, head uh, on the headset, oh, and, like all, yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's like little things that like again, not I would I would hesitate to call them inspired, but they're like you know like they're memorable in the moment, you know, like oh yeah, but like it, Did, it it's yeah, it, it's it's. The point I was trying to make is like that it's this is some, one of those things where like a strong third act can really save any story that you're telling. Like, not to get into this, but like I think did it save it though? Yeah, uh, it didn't. <laughs> but like, it, but, but again, like, but but it didn't save it. But like, it made an impression on me as a kid right. to the point that like both Brett and I remember this movie, even though we don't remember half of it or like two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like as much as Legends I enjoy Rogue the same well, way. Yeah. yeah, like and as much as like I enjoyed like Rogue One, for example, like that's a really good like second half, third act that kind of makes you forget like the movie doesn't really kind of sync together. Um, you Thank know, you, you so really... much. You're the only person I've ever heard <laughs> say that, and I feel you. that way <laughs> so much. Pat's a super fan. You can't can't engage. Don't engage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, like again, like it's this is my opinion on Star Wars for the most part. As long as you enjoy Star Wars, it doesn't matter what kind of Star Wars you enjoy. Yo. <laughs> I see someone also went to uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge and got the same top there. So <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, yeah, so I, it's definitely, there's a reason why this movie stuck because it's uh, in my mind is because it has a strong third act, but nothing really before that really can not just justify, but also um, it doesn't earn that ending, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. For yeah, sure. like they weren't. <laughs> they kind of just showed up and killed yeah. the dude. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, and and it was like kind of easy. <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't that challenging for them. Has no kid ever brought flashlights before? So okay, this feels like uh, this is. Uh, I don't. I know none of us have the answer, but like <laughs> th- th- we've bumped up a couple of times against th- the pre and post pg-13 rating thing pg-13 existed for this and i feel like the light thing was a way to get around like direct violence in the film Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, but like if they were doing that for the ratings like what like (sighs) this movie's fucked up like it's not a pg movie Mm. yeah (laughs) but it is who is Uh, this for the Hollywood executive that funded it, because <laughs> that is just not for anybody with eyeballs. Okay, but did you did you say in the first part, Pat, that it was uh, the writers was like also wrote around. Small Soldiers? Oh, did you uh, say these the are the writers that wrote Shrek? Shrek, yeah, yeah. and Small but, Soldiers. But here's my theory: is and... all of their good movies were yeah. were animated, and in animation, the script writer technically doesn't do a ton in animation the script writer they write a script but then the majority of the story is worked out in storyboards so the Mm -hmm. artists take it but you know who's in charge of getting the script writer are the shitty executives that don't know how to make film and they're just like oh this is my bud (laughs) here's the script so that is my theory is that they technically wrote 
the script for Aladdin and Shrek, but they are not good writers, and the storyboard artists saved those stories. I mean, oh, they also wrote Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is pretty good. Well, that's a fucking yeah. miracle, because these guys but, must have went back to okay, college. Well, but, dear Lord. But also, you can't give a single person credit for anything that Disney does. Right. Like, they they might have wrote been listed as the writers of that movie, but there were so many hands in that. Like, there's no oh, way yeah. that was going to be this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, didn't you say that this this studio literally, like, crumbled during mm-hmm. making of this movie? Like, it's possible that it got passed to, like, the new studio. And the new studio was like, mm, we're making changes. And maybe the original script wasn't bad. I don't know. I'm trying to, uh, trying yeah. to look for them. That or, like, the budget got cut um, or... or- who knows? Like this director clearly was didn't have a lot of experience, so yeah. who it's knows? The, it's the only movie they ever made. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like there are some really clever ideas. I think visually, because it sounds like he was a visual effects artist, and I think that's where the movie shines. But like in terms of structure and pacing, it's kind of all over the map. Like we didn't mm-hmm. really need to have the whole parents subplot um, to tell the story. No, um, not at all. Yeah. Only you know, it, it, I don't know why. I, find it, I found it amusing. I like. I instantly was 80s. like, "Oh, they're getting a divorce." <laughs> so yeah. Sad. Like, oh, here's the shitty eighties, Dad. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> did you like the dig the mom through in the one? Oh, I have a headache. He's not getting. He's not. He's not doing his husbandly do- yeah. duties in the bedroom. Oh right, no. right. Or like that. There's so many double entendres mm-hmm. in that movie. Like when he like turns his hand into a dog. And it's like the like uh, 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 like it was something along the lines of like a uh, man's best friend, his right hand. It's yeah. like oh, oh yeah, no. yeah yeah that oh did you like how the only girl in the movie uh, was wearing a pinup girl shirt? And she yeah, was like I did notice old. that, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Mm-hmm. All right, so there's there's yeah. your answer is these these guys because they the, the writers of this also if we look at their IMDb they wrote all of the movies that they wrote together so it's not just like they worked on this and then went off on separate careers mm-hmm. they team up and write movies and whenever those movies get more money other people fix the story that's my guess I mean, is how this works I, I would be willing to, I mean this is their first thing this is literally listed. their first thing guys yeah Small Soldiers is also a nightmare though. This they didn't. Yeah, did they really? Yeah, it's not here. Oh. To be fair, Brett is right. They did write it. I did not say that though. I did not list that at the beginning. Oh, so just Brett just do. knew. <laughs> I googled it because I was just like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" And yeah. the ninety, they were busy in ninety eight, and the Godzilla that Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Or, or it says Listen, early unproduced screen. Yeah. Gives me some hope that you can start with this garbage. And I look mean, how far you can go. But yeah, it's, it's everybody, the, nobody's... there's a core of something good in this movie. Like there was potential. There is, totally. Uh, yeah. And so I think that's, I mean, that's totally. Sam's face disagree. <laughs> I mean, no, they... oh, no, okay. No, so if no, Ash the, hadn't the... brought up Monsters, Inc., I'd be like, oh, you're fucking bullshitting me. But Ash, I mean, yeah, Monsters, Inc., yeah. which the, essentially is the same core. The mm-hmm. bones, like the bones of it, there could be, you know, there's a world of monsters. They terrorize. They never give us a reason why they do it, though. Yeah, which is the Mask of Zorro is, guys. The Mask of Zorro, though, like, uh, like that is a. I've re- recently rewatched that. That is a solid, solid film. Yeah, the Zorros I mean, are that, great, right? I mean, yeah. that might be Martin Campbell's work, but like, 
you know, oh, they wrote the story. What is it? The story screenplay. Oh, yeah, they also had the screenplay work on it too. Like that's, you know, it, it, look, not everyone's going to be winners. Like, if I looked at my my original published work, like I don't know how that shit got published. <laughs> I I just don't. Um, <laughs> and you know, uh, but again, I think there's a core of idea in here, and like, who knows what happened during the moment they handed the script in to what occurred on set. Like, as right. we all know, like, like a, the director might've changed a lot on the day. Um, you know, clearly Ben Savage had to be a part of it. So that who knows how that affected the story. Um, there's all these little things that, you, you know, you know, we all like to think, we all like to wish that like someone writes a script and then they just shoot that script. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Howie Mandel is definitely improving in like oh, every yeah. single scene for sure. Yeah, and they, that's or, true yeah. though. Like the director probably had a big hand in because I don't, I doubt that they wrote into the script every time a an adult wagged their tongue at a child. Like, uh, <laughs> God, like there, I hope not. There was so many occurrences of that where it's just like, okay, yeah, that was gross, yeah. but that that wasn't in the script for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. the director's like, let's do that yeah. again, but can you like make it juicy with your mouth, like? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. <laughs> it oh, really just oh could, the irony yeah. is he is known for his work on the movie Predator. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he really? Wow. That's what it says. Connections made. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> You've he connected those dots. He was a visual dots. effects artist on that movie. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 just, I think it's a combination of just... <laughs> Uh, you know, basically, to my, to my mind, it's like they had a script with a decent idea. It was a novice script, I'm assuming, um, and with a novice director in a uh, studio that was crumbling around it, yeah. uh, around them. And um, not a big budget, really. And exactly, with a small budget that, like, it, it might have been a solid script, for all you know. Like, it was just a death by a thousand cuts. Um, because there is, again, I... I not to be, uh, I'm not sure of the right phrase, but like not to be pedantic, but like it is, it's just, there's a solid idea in this movie. It just wasn't executed well. For because sure. Of, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. That statement. assertion is Would a great segue. Would you say it's a rock segue. hard idea? <laughs> I'm so <Hey>. sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. Always welcome puns, especially if they're dirty puns. But that segue about, hey, there's great bones of this story. What, what this could have been. Great bone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a reach. We um, are still talking about children here. Be careful. Uh, we should play Lion DB. All right. right now. Oh, Theme yes, song. Save us. Right. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm struggling here because I have actually. Well, I can just do all. Uh, all right, Adam. I'm going to say yes. some facts, but one of them is actually is a, is not a fact. Okay. One of them is a lie. I'm going to lie to you in a second here. Please. And lie to me. Tell me which of these is the lie. And everyone else plays too. They don't know. But Okay. Uh, all right. Here we go. Fact number one. Pixar's Pete Doctor, Jill Colton, and Jeff Pigeon often say in interviews that this movie was a big influence on the writing of Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that feels real. But just because it feels real doesn't mean it is real. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep in mind that um, our writer is also writing these Liam DBs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna. 
I'm going to say that's false. Well, well, the, well I, I have to hear like, all of them. Uh, I, 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 I say yeah. all three and you choose which one is false. Um, okay. This is the first of two times when Margaret Witten and Ben Savage would appear as mother and son in film. Mm. And fact, totally real fact number three, one of the little monsters is also Ben Savage, specifically the one playing baseball who hits the ball. I, yeah, I'm going to say the first one's the, 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 the lie. Yeah, I thought that when I saw the baseball scene that he, it looked a lot like him. So I'm going to say that that is true. Uh, I'm going to say the last one is false because I'm pretty sure it was the actor that played Ben Savage's brother. Whoa. Hmm. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, you mean Fred Savage. No, no, Fred Savage was the star. Ben Savage is his brother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to say the first one's false. I'm, I'm on a Team Adam here. Wait, so Pat, did you say in the third one that it was... Which... I said Ben. Oh, okay. And okay. Ben is the younger one. Okay. Nope, oh. that totally... Wow, good eyes, Sam. Damn. So that Got was... mom vision. That was... <laughs> um, all right, then I'm going to say the second one, because I... What was the second one again? <laughs> That the the actress who played the mom and Fred or Ben oh. and Ben Savage. This is ben. the first, yeah, they first were... of multiple times they would appear together as mother and son on screen. That one's so boring. It has to be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the last one. Okay. Adam and Brett are right. The first one was the lie. Hey. All right. Oh, yes. oh wow. Bullshit you can't see me, but I'm celebrating. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they never have a, they've never said in interviews, but I just I thought of that one because there's a lot of people saying this movie seems like a precursor or yeah. like it might have inspired yeah. Monsters Inc. Um, well, I saw a lot of people there- like accusing the Monsters Inc. of like ripping off this movie, and I was like, That's yeah, now a after watching it, far come on yeah, now. <laughs> It's well known that this is the origin of Monsters Under the Bed. Like, because, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was the origin? The, the no, cons- no, Brett's being oh, facetious. That's, that's, he's being, okay. yeah. He's being <laughs> Brett. You. He's being, yeah. Gotcha. But, um, I was like, what? No. There's very little trivia. One thing I think is funny that they didn't put as trivia, but very I little noticed trivia was. Because no one wanted to talk about this movie right. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do. Was uh, Rick. Rick Dukeman is in here twice. He is Snick, the big oh, yeah. enforcer. But he's also um, that talk show host in the very beginning for the show. What? He's watching really? it late at night. With really? The- oh, yeah. Oh, I believe it. I believe- yeah, I believe it. Um, what was that? We- oh, God. I don't, know. I don't know. That was weird. Why was that in there? The yeah, who was that for? Yeah. Like this children's movie, that scene. I just that- wonder, like... I don't know. I, I don't. I, was that a thing? Does, does everybody does everybody have like an older dude who's like talking about chicks or whatever all the time to them? Uh, or like I don't know. I feel like I I, I didn't get exposed was this to a older lot of that. dude, Brett. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, saying did. I didn't have that experience, oh, okay. but it seems to be so common in the '80s movies that like somebody, some group of writers all experienced a thing that was like. Older people, they're just weirdly sexual around children. Let's put it in the movie. Weird like, horn dogs yeah. all the time. 
I mean, I think that was very much a 1980s Hollywood attitude is like a bunch of rich, corny white men. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this movie is just dripping with executive influence. But it's so low budget. Yeah. What? What? Are you telling me a man made this movie? Goodness. No. No. It's hard to believe. I mean, there's so much feminist empowerment. The girl knew everything at the end. (laughs) She was wicked spot. Yeah. I I also think that, like, with the, uh, like, the double entendres and the entendres, what the hell it is. Can I remember? Entendre. (laughs) Whichever, like, whichever, like, all those plus, like, the the weird like bikini thing at the beginning like there was this idea it's almost like you know how like with shrek which is a obviously a better thing where a better film where it's like there's jokes in there for the adults that mm. went completely over the kids heads but like the kids are just like oh it's still sort of like innocent and fun like there's that sort of mentality in the film like oh let's put some stuff in there for the, the adults but it's a little too on the nose to be like it's to the point of discomfort you know? They got better. They got, yeah. they got better. Yeah. <laughs> they discovered nuance. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, but it's not even that. Like, I, I think some of the best, like, his movies are the stuff that aren't winking at the audience, at the adults. They're sort of like just telling a really good story. Like, that's why all the Pixar films, well, not all, but a lot of Pixar films are so memorable is because they don't talk down to the kids and they don't uh, try to, like, wink at the, uh, at, at the adults. They just tell a really solid story that the kids can understand and have a deeper meaning for adults which of the pixar films is, is adam uh, throwing under the bus cars you're like uh, not all of them the three, cars cars two, two. Three, the cars yeah. The, yeah the cars films are sort of like just i haven't seen cars two and i I've, i haven't Don't. seen cars three uh but like but yeah those, those are just kind of <laughs> meh you know yeah they're kind of man and, and i've missed a few over the last couple of years just because um, I'm actually going to look them up right now because I just life got in the way, you know. But, but like to your to your previous comment, you didn't have it. to actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I haven't yourself. seen Luca. I haven't seen oh, like <laughs> I I haven't seen Soul yet. The films I want to see, but like I haven't been like running out to see them. I'm I'm worried about Lightyear. Mm. Yeah, I really I really like the trailer for Lightyear good. though. It, the trailer yeah. was really good. That just might be something we are just trailers. We, we, <laughs> are two years, we are two years into a pandemic, and I have three small children. I have seen everything on Disney Plus. Everything. I all bet. of it. Like everything. <laughs> um, Multiple times. Before we got too far library. away from the, uh, the, the thought about, uh, you know, the, yeah, the subtlety or not subtle nods to the, the appearance in the audience. Uh, it's just, it's interesting because. Um, we, this is going to be, I think, uh, episode 165 of this show. Uh, and so we've watched that many other movies and a lot of them have been kids movies. And, uh, uh, some of them have the the subtle nods to the parents in them. Uh, but not, not a lot of them were this like overtly sexual in nature and that feels like somebody i mean a team of people the writers because there's a whole scene that whole scene with the tv thing the whatever that howard stern knockoff the thing was um they they wrote it they directed it and shot it and the editor didn't cut it out so like everyone agreed this is fine for kids 
Uh, yeah. And that's just, that feels weird in this moment. Ag- agreed. Agreed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just curious. Yeah. Like what, <laughs> how do we land there? And, but then again, this is like right before uh, our other biggest uh, aged poorly film, uh, uh, Ace Ventura. Uh, mm-hmm. And like this, uh, this or was just like maybe a time done. period where everybody was just doing the bad stuff for kids <laughs> i don't know we've seen a lot of 80s films and none of them had this many sexual references to children yeah wait so, was yeah. ace ventura a kids movie no no, no oh okay no, no but it's not it wasn't was like it, a girl, it was like Saint- it was it was like it was one of those movies i I need to have a term for it. I feel like they, they make these movies that are not officially kids' movies, but they're movies right. they are like, it's not for kids. Wink. Like, but we yeah. know the like the grade yeah. school junior high kids are going to sneak in or somehow go it's see the, it. It's and the that's Joe Cannon of Hollywood. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not for kids, but like, here's Jim Carrey going, <laughs> and like, kids are going to yeah. go, <laughs> and like, every kid I know saw Ace Ventura. Yeah. 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 Except yeah. for me. but i think what brett is just trying to say is like at the time transphobia was just very prevalent and it wasn't frowned upon just like yeah yeah i don't know and then he's trying to say this movie but but uh, when was so we we can excuse the transphobia never never stop stop jk you can let yourself out now (laughs) go go rolling yourself out the door jk jk uh (laughs) jk kk goodness all right Uh, wow okay i well thanks for being on the podcast adam (laughs) i'm so happy to be here (laughs) this is Uh, this is what it's about guys yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, I think what's always interesting, and this is something that I was talking about this with a couple of friends the other day. Um, I like tend to rewatch the things that I like. I'm rewatching Ted Lasso again, like, because mm-hmm. it's, um, you can't get enough such a mustache. I can't, I just can't, yeah. I can't grow a mustache and I want it. But also, it's like, like, what it's real jealousy. I'm not allowed to grow a beard. Um, it's because oh, no. My, my, no, my girlfriend saw me with a beard once and she's like, Oh, no. and no. Hey, look, we're celebrating ten years next month, so I, I I'm happy that I chose that that life. Um, <laughs> but uh, I you know, it's just very cold. Yeah, I'm like that's all the time. Is that that's the best than- thing about masks these days? It's just like I'm like, oh, it's cold out. I can wear a mask. <laughs> um, so uh, with uh, but like I'm rewatching it, and I was talking with my friend about it, like I'm rewatching it partially because it's just comfort food, but it's also like what makes this work. Why does this story work? Why does it like, what is it about the decisions in the writing and the performances and the editing and the way it's shot that help it work? You know, that's always helpful for me as a writer, as a, as a storyteller. And on the other side, it's not as enjoyable, but it is still as elucidating watching films and reading stories that are like, you know, are bad or you just don't enjoy because it helps you understand why it doesn't work. And when you see the things that do work, it helps you like, okay, this is this, this works here. For example, like that's like we, you know, generally speaking, not very specifically, generally speaking, that third act is the strongest part of the film. And why is that work so well? What is it about? Because there are stakes, there are um, actual like, you know, 
this conflict. There's an actual villain or at least an antagonist. Um, there's all, and like the, what the, how the antagonist is presented. It helps us understand what makes a story work well, but it also helps us like, see like, okay, this is why, what you should avoid. This is the decisions they made that don't work. And these are the reasons why they, they don't work. It's just, it's not as enjoyable as watching like a thing you love that is unequivocally good. Um, and but it helped it's still a very elucidating process like i can look at this and I'm like all right i i have an idea for a story like that is just that last third i'm not saying i do but like i can mm-hmm. watch it like you know what if i just told told that story that 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 uh third act and that was the entire film would that be a better i mean story? it would have been for sure yeah and it would have yeah. been yeah you're setting it up like it was uh uh um complicated it's probably it's more complicated than what i'm about to say but like the turning point i feel like was certainly when the kid stopped being the villain when they did Mm -hmm. i brought it i brought it up this is my second in a row podcast bringing it up but like it's the you know this kid's going around ruining people's lives and like they ruined his girlfriend's home whatever uh and he was just like oh why did you do that and then like he's he's the obvious bad guy uh and it was the same thing as the the sound of music thing again where it's just like how do you make the bad guy seem like not a bad guy and there it was you know bring in the nazis here it was let's (laughs) dunk on a baby and everyone can Mm -hmm. agree that's not nice and so suddenly that was the flipping point where it's like okay he's decided he's a good guy now i can i can watch this and like follow him on this journey now brett said early on that you didn't feel like you could connect with the character and like the main character what do we know about him yeah. We we don't know anything about him. We don't know what he likes. We don't he's know a sociopath because I mean, we, we know, know what he likes. Has... He likes peanut butter and onion sandwiches, the <laughs> little shit. Like yeah, we he know should he's be locked up just for that. And <laughs> yeah. that he moved to a new town, but like he has no character flaw. He has no like there's nothing like that makes him unique or individual or like a real person at all. You know, uh, he's just That's sort true. of. We didn't really get. He to know seems him like well. a sociopath because he's just doing what the writer is like you know, needing him to do in the scene. Yeah. Right. If I could sixty yeah. second another past this, do it. You start with his parents much Steel further along. Chases, you know, thing yeah. again. Ch- Ch- Chase. Chases. Did you really- Chases. <laughs> we literally like reference him probably every episode lately. Um. So you start this much later, much deeper in the marital strife, right? The marital yeah. strife. They haven't yeah. necessarily said we're getting they're separating, but it's 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 much it's 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 hotter. Like the strife is is much and more at a boiling point. He is acting out on his own. He is acting. He's not getting blamed for stuff monsters are doing. He's acting out. The monsters come to him because they're going to recruit him. They see potential. Ooh, I like that. And he's like, you get to go around and do all this fun shit, all the stuff you wanted to do. And he gets like, hell yeah. Like, I don't get stuck in just doing like fucking up this my little stupid town I'm in. Let's go around the world and fuck shit up. And he's like into it. And then something happens where like, this is too far. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to. You know, it's hurting my family. I want to be with my, you know, my brother. Or maybe his parents are like, "Hey, we are getting a divorce," and he thinks it's his fault because because of of his doing. Yeah, he's he's like, "Yeah," and then they're like, "No, no, no! You have too much potential." Like, we're kidnapping your little brother, and like, you know, we'll let him go, but you're you're you know you're signing a con, you know, you're you're signing on to the big leagues. Also, be great to have like a why are they doing this? The monsters. Mm -hmm. It's still, I'd love to have that answered. Or a reason? Yeah. Or just, yeah. Um, I don't think you need a reason, but yeah, I, I get that. I get that. 
I don't know. My my sixty like second pass is basically just starting with like the third act where you know introduce the monsters early. The, the his brother disappears. The monster shows up like and you know Fred Savage. Uh, ben, yeah, Fred Savage like figures out how to capture him using light. And then, like, says, like, take me down to find, help me find my brother. And then, like, they go down to the underworld and, uh, you know, maybe with his friends or something. I don't know. But, like, they actually form a friendship with the monster during the process of trying to find his brother. And that becomes, like, that's a, it, at least a bit more of a tighter story. I think what your ideas works as well. It's just that that would be my take. It's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a more traditional, you know, like, hero's journey approach. Where it's yeah. like act two, we're literally going into a different location. We're going into this under the bed world. Yep. Yeah. Like this is yeah. This uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Do you want to decide if the peanut butter and onion sandwich is more uncomfortable <laughs> for me, or uh, <laughs> or or how he's his, the dangling part of his horn that I just wanted to rip off at the end yeah. of it, the third whole third act. As like just blow it off. If he, if he gets like part of his horn blown off, that's cool. It's like ah oh, battle, but this is dangling there the whole time by like a thread. Yeah. I, mm. I hated that so much. I'm that glad me. that you had two choices there, and like it was an enclosed question because I thought it was heading in the direction of the peanut butter sandwich or the rest of the film. And I was going to say we need to chat about the things that don't bother you because <laughs> it's a lot. Um, should we do uh, should we do wrap ups? It's getting yeah. to that time. Sam, 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 Sam. Okay. Um so I try not to be the super negative person, but I absolutely hated this movie. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I found absolutely no nothing redeeming. I thought it was an unsalvageable pile of crap, and Pat <laughs> gave me a little bit of hope with his another pass of it. I'm like, okay, I could kind of see that. But literally, like, normally I can find something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I hated the music except for the Talking Heads song at the very end. But at that point, I was so fucking pissed at how bad the movie was that I was like, this movie is tarnishing oh. this good song. <laughs> and then, We didn't even talk about the breathy music, oh. the, like, sexy, like, <sighs> yeah. music. Oh. What was that? Uh, gagging <laughs> is gag, gag worthy. <laughs> Uh, and they like wrote their own fucking theme song about like so many custom God, songs, so many custom songs. And then there was a fucking montage, but like no montage. They played the montage music song and then tortured a baby. Like ew. Um, I positively, absolutely, one thousand percent despised this movie with a full heart and uh. I'm oh. I'm so glad to hear you say that because a part of me at the end of the movie was like, how buck wild would it be to come back and Sam be like, actually, I loved it. <laughs> oh <laughs> be like, God. what is going on? What do what you is think happening? of my taste? Oh, goodness. No, I just, it would have been the most like random. It yeah. just would have been. Yeah. And like, at crazy. least normally I can cling to some sort of like special effect or puppetry or makeup or set design nothing everything was atrocious like it just looked horrible it was written horribly it was acted horribly every directorial decision was poor this and is the most vicious dunk you've ever thrown out this movie. is yeah. i'm sorry yeah, wow. 
It was I'm the lo- longest sorry, Adam, but I'm 110 <laughs> minutes of my life. I didn't make it. It's so hard for Sam to be negative, and I'm. this is good. This is let it out. <laughs> That's, I didn't see it's any of cathartic. your text messages until like I sat down at my computer because I had notifications turned off, and I saw the, this is the longest 110 minutes of my life text message. So, so we paused oh. the movie, and around the like what one hour mark and it said we had 41 minutes left and i was just like oh my god 40 <laughs> minutes left i thought it was only long, yeah. <laughs> i thought it was only 110 minutes and brett goes yeah that's 60 plus 40 sam and i was like oh <laughs> i hate it so much i can't do math <laughs> yeah yeah so um there's my vicious dunk. I'm so sorry. I can't put any positive spin on this. Guys, listeners, it's not even a fun movie to watch and dunk on. This movie is so bad. It's not even fun to be bad to I it. do need to put in that it wasn't fun for us to dunk on. We just watched it and we're sour the whole time. But it was really fun uh, to hear how much your dad dunked on it. Because yes. he doesn't usually dunk on movies. No, And he had <gasps> my, so many sick burns throughout. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> the first five minutes and my dad was like what did they spend seven million on and i was like that's a good question dad i don't know (laughs) this is great commentary and then the ending the Uh, ending he was like (laughs) he was like man this wasn't even fun to make fun of i'm like no it wasn't (laughs) and then we get almost to the credits and he's like the credits are the best part about this movie because it's over and i was like dad you're on this is brilliant that's true that was the only thing i liked about it was hearing my dad's awesome dunks oh there you go go. and i mean Um, for the just so the listener knows like (laughs) sam's dad doesn't talk a lot so i'm gonna make it a little bit worse oh no it's it's not 110 minutes it was only 100 minutes (gasps) now 40 minutes is 100 minutes 60 plus 40 is 100 oh you're right wow (laughs) Oh no! Wow. I'll let me let me jump in. It's so uh, long. It's not a great movie, Adam. Don't also don't worry. I know you're like don't worry about it. I just wanted to watch it. I don't. The whole point was you didn't remember if like you held it if it held up or not, and you wanted to ch- find out and you wanted an excuse. Obviously, yeah. But basically, trust me. The funny thing we've all been here where we were, uh, and oh, you yeah. weren't even you were very ambiguous. You weren't even high on well, the movie. You were ambiguous the first half. There was a we've reason had... why it sat on his shelf for a year. I really <laughs> yeah, think yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason. We, Adam's I Adam's mean, commitment to staying positive about this has been admirable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's basically my like my my entire worldview, which is why all of my stories are dark because I get it out of my system that way. We just uh, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to like like it's okay like arm around you like. I mean, we've referenced this before. One of, I feel like, yeah. one of our most legendary episodes is the Boondock Saints episode where Ash and I in the first half were like, we fucking love this movie. Oh, duh, duh. And then we come back, we're like, oh, my you God. You're very wrong. Um, very, yeah. very wrong. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're, I, you're, you're, it's okay. It's okay. Like, it's yeah. Just, <laughs> I, again, like, I don't, I, I think there's, like, again, I, I think what was most interesting for me is watching it. And trying to pinpoint the moments that resonated with me as a kid, why they resonated with me, mm-hmm. and try to like analyze, like why did they like almost like with like as almost, uh, almost like I'm with my therapist, like why did that resonate with me? Why does that linger? Like what is it about this story that like 
meant so much to me, you know, like does it make it a good film? No. Does it make it a uh, a film I would recommend to anyone uh other not even ironically, not really. I'm glad <laughs> that I was able to rewatch it in a in, in a safe space like this. Um but I think it was really cath- I'm glad you cathartic. think this is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was like partially cathartic and partially uh, elucidating in terms of understanding what stories and what parts of those stories leave an impact on someone, especially when you when you watch those movies. Like, there's a reason why that last sequence sticks so well with me is because I was very close to my brother when I was a kid. And, you know, like, oh, the idea of, like, going to rescue my brother from a monster, that would resonate with me as a kid. Um, and you kind of forget all the other elements of the story, you know? And I think that was that was really, really interesting to explore. Is yeah. the movie good? Again, no. Not really, <laughs> it's not. Um, but I think it is, it's really interesting to just go back and sort of analyze that. Um and kind of look past the nostalgia of it. It's also got that thing that a lot of like 90s movies had where it's like the kids are smarter than the adults. And I think that was like really appealing, especially when you were a kid, you know, in that era. Like the idea of like, oh, I'm smarter than the adults is was very fun, you know, yeah. that you're like, oh, I'm I'm able to like these tricks over you know the adults or whatever i don't know yep can i just yeah, throw it, out you, there that it's the, hero. the the stories where they're like the kids are smarter than the adults are all written by boomers yeah <laughs> <laughs> noted boom yeah, just saying um boom or boom yeah oh, so this wasn't this wasn't fun uh, but like it was fun like in the way that I love doing this podcast but this movie was like um, I was I've never felt in my head like I've definitely been more accurate about my predictions but like this one was the most like exactly how I remember feeling and I felt it again all the way through the movie uh, which was ick and uh, <laughs> like because it's there's it's just so many check boxes for things that like make me not just be like oh yeah that was gross and weird but like physically cringe like mm. like aggressive dominant unwanted sexual energy uh <laughs> the stuff that's just too wet uh you know like <laughs> yes yes Can yes we isolate <laughs> Can you guys splash when you say that it's just it's bad it's like yeah. it was it made me feel bad in my body in a in a visceral <laughs> physical way that oh, in that... 165 movies this is the first time i've really ever been like i'm just i'm so uncomfortable and we've seen i like you know yeah, theoretically I, worse stuff but no this is the one i like that i've made an impression that's just yeah. how i'm gonna take it <laughs> yeah. wow. you take it that way like you'll you'll have like a like you'll have a really bad day that makes you feel really bad inside and like uncomfortable and like man adam garcia so that's nice <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just 
yeah so that i mean that's how I, you feeling today adam garcia that's where i land <laughs> on it man is is uh i will uh you know I, I will say i think a lot of the points that adam made throughout this are good points about like there's there's stuff in here that could have been good in the way and we've seen plenty of movies like that where it's just like this is almost a good movie but it's not uh and this yeah. one was like almost a good movie in a different way where like an entire category of stuff that happened needs to be removed from the movie but like if you got yeah. you know uh it's which is dumb because it's like except for the blatant racism like no, like it, <laughs> but you know what i mean like it could have been it could have been yeah. something but it wasn't could have been a contender yeah even if even if you're going into this with purely like educational purposes i think there are other movies you could watch to learn more better things (laughs) Mm -hmm. never again will i watch this uh thank you for bringing it adam (laughs) well i was gonna say adam thank you for being the exact as far as podcast guys go you are the exact opposite of this movie yeah, you were delightful and fun. Thank you. <laughs> and did not make us <laughs> cringe <laughs> physically. Would it surprise you all to know that this movie was nominated for two awards? Which ones? No, makeup, no. makeup, makeup. Right? No, okay. Young Artist Award for Best Young Actor, uh, Actress. Was it Buzz from Home Alone, or was it the it that was Buzz Kayla from Home Alone? Kayla Savage, the- which must have been one of the Savages. Was the the love interest yeah. his sister? <laughs> no, no, it's one of it's yeah, one of the, it's one of like the non trivia's. One of the monsters was played by Kayla Savage, who's oh. like their sister. Uh, oh, so this was just to like make her feel better or something. Uh, I guess that's yeah. a, that's a participation trophy if I've ever seen one. Holy crap! Yeah, and Ben Savage was also nominated as best young actor. Mm. No, Ben uh, Savage, but that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ben um, is the younger boy of the brothers. Well, none of them were good, were they? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a ton to add uh, that everyone else hasn't said. Obviously, it's a terrible film. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know what happened in the third act because I was on my phone. It was that bad <laughs> that I was like. Huh, there's this new character. All right, back to Twitter. And um, you might have missed some genuinely good VFX. I might have missed the only good moments of the film. Um, But I I have to really agree with Sam, where like there's a ton of really terrible director like decisions in this movie, and not just like directing the actors, but also like shot choices are really bizarre and i think further disconnect you from the characters because there's like weird dutch angles from like the ceilings corner that we're like shooting down into the room from and i'm like whose point of view is this this is so weird it's the voyeur security cam footage angle yeah it's like there's just lots of weird like shot choices and like stuff that just doesn't even make logical sense like so the dad didn't see the bike when he went into the garage and opened the garage door. Like, I don't understand how he didn't. There's just like so many things that are just like poor directorial. Yeah, he would have had to walk past the bike. Yeah, like, I don't understand how he didn't see the bike. I don't know. Because he's shitty 80s um, daddy. It would have been if it was his kid. No, he wouldn't he have noticed busy. either. Guys, he was busy 
plotting his next mastermind heist. Yes. <laughs> what if what if Marv in Home Alone is this dad and they get divorced and he sends him on a spiral and he loses that job he hates because <laughs> he was him. late because he, he hit his bike. It's just a turn to a life of crime. I love oh it. Oh my god, I love, I love that. Yeah. I love that canon. There we um, go. Yeah, just a lot of I mean it's clear here's the thing, is I will say the thing that I hear a lot of filmmakers say, and it's like it's hard even to make a terrible movie. And for this to be the guy's first feature film, it's not impressive, but I am impressed that he made a feature film, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, I guess good on him for, like, actually doing it. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's not great. Participation probes. Yeah, you know, oh you tried. You I guess. did your job. Good An job. attempt was made. Yep. I really don't know why I'm being so positive because honestly, you I should be just as negative as me. Sam. Yeah, I was so bored. And, uh, and Bryce wasn't even like watching the movie, but he was like cooking dinner and he was just like, this movie is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> my mom like- too. She was eating dinner at the table and was just like, the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know it was it was like really interesting to see you know it's interesting to see this idea of like monsters under the bed and how like how if you extra- extrapolate on it like where you go and and the world the world building you can do on like such a simple little idea is like really cool. Uh I think Monsters Inc definitely did a much better job. But uh but yeah, it's it wasn't great. There's some I think like Adam said like there's some cool ideas in this movie, but the execution is really really poor and I've, the writing I feel like it's isn't important great. To note for Adam like the show usually it's very rarely a dunk fest. Like you've really yes. brought something special. No, I get here. it. No. <laughs> but we also warn <laughs> I, people really don't proud. bring your favorite movie because it's the it, worst. We have had people bring their favorite movie and it has turned those are the times it turns into a dunk fest and it's like, oh no, we're ruining your favorite movie. <laughs> Definitely not my favorite movie. It just uh <laughs> Yeah, oh, you said it. Yeah, you were like, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, you remember you liked it. But as a, who? You who brought sent the, it to you though. Who? Oh, uh, I get, I get script. Like, I just have like a. I'm on like a list, and they're just like, Hey, there's this new DVD coming out. Like, like, do you want this? Like, fill out this form, and I'm like, Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, put a, a cool oh, list. You know, you. like, like. There's some, it like, wasn't good, like, like someone was like, Adam, you have to have this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't <laughs> okay. like that. It was just sort of like, hey, this is coming out. Like, there's like, um, there's one PR firm, firm, uh, one PR firm that, uh, does like a lot of like the, like these releases of like 80s blocky movies. And so I sometimes get them to like give them to a friend because I'm like, I, I get them, like, let them go to someone who like will actually enjoy them. In this case, I was just like, oh, man, I, I remember this movie. I remember liking it. That's cool to get this on Blu-ray. Cool, I'll get that. Um, little did I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's like, there are worse problems to have. You know, oh, no, I got a free DVD, a Blu-ray that I don't want to watch ever again. Oh, sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. I think so, you should you know. keep it and definitely show it to your future child. Yeah, <laughs> that are my niece and yeah, 
<laughs> just to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to suffer through this, so you have to suffer through this, kid. <laughs> Another fun fact is on IMDb on the same page for this film on the side for like related articles. There was an article about how 80s fantasy movies were dark as fuck. <laughs> really? <laughs> that is true. They were. Um, did Pat, Pat, did you go? No. I mean, kind of. It's not good. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's a net negative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Wait, well, that's all Pat's well. going to say? You got nothing else, Yeah, Pat? I'm good. It's okay. fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The makeup, okay. makeup was... Uh, the the people who did the makeup were uh, technically proficient at their job. This and is oh Sa- Sam wow. can do Pat's review by reading the text chain, which was uh, I'm going to have a hard time thinking of stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Is that what he said? Was that- I'm going to have a hard time thinking of things that aren't just dunking on this. <laughs> I believe that's what Pat said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was I try to be positive. Little monsters. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam, for bringing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's hey, you fine. know what? I think we pulled an hour out of that. And yeah, we had a lot to talk about. You know, yeah, it's a good convo. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to tell the listeners one more time uh, where they can find you? Where Where would you like people to follow you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Lance Garcia. Uh, also on Instagram at Adam Lance Garcia. Uh, if you want to pick up any of my books, uh, you can just type in Adam Lance Garcia on Amazon. And if you want to listen to the Green Llama uh, audio drama, which is significantly better than Little Monsters, mm-hmm. just type in the Green Llama with one L uh, on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, or Audible. Uh, or any any really uh and i hope you enjoy it right on yeah i'm gonna check it out uh ash enrage the audience you <laughs> can also follow us on twitter what hold on i'm just i'm trying to follow adam <laughs> do it off camera or do yeah I, I will okay. be thoroughly impressed if anybody guessed this all movie. right sam do you say the thing um actually no they did hold on <laughs> Uh, Holy uh, shit. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter where we will do fun stuff like sometimes we do a Twitter movie poll and you get to pick the movie or sometimes when people like Adam bring us a movie, uh, I tweet a still from the movie and you have to guess it and Maynard Ooh. Brewer guessed it right like, pretty quickly. So Holy great job shit. there. So this movie is burned into Maynard's brain as well. Uh, probably yes. not for good. <laughs> yeah, 12, 12 minutes later, he got it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. Maynard wow. is a big fan of 80s horror, so he, or okay. 80s films well, in general. pretty so horrific. He's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, if you liked our podcast more than we liked this movie, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We had a new one. I... <gasps> Don't have <gasps> it did? handy, but if- wait, I can do it. Okay, uh, we are part of the certain POV.com network of shows. Head on over to certain POV.com and check out some other cool shows like Books That Burn or See a POV Autographs. That's a great interview show with our friend who we've already referenced, DJ Stormageddon. I don't know if that was before or like or not. another pass, uh, which actually is a full show and not just the thing that Pat does here sometimes. To be yes. fair, we yeah. all do. Oh, yeah. I've, I've referenced another pass. Yeah, we talk about time. Another the pass time. is a lot of fun. 
I mean, but it's a whole thing. Yeah, imagine what I do in one sentence as a whole show. You know of, what? Uh, That's what I'm doing to his name. So I'm just another passing case his name. Yeah. <laughs> as Stop Chase. It. And Stop no, it. Nobody. Okay. Come and change his name in Discord and Chase. Matt and Jeff. There's lots of cool shows there made by cool people. Go over to certainpov.com. All right, yes. Ash, do you have it? And Yes, thank you to Nick Paisley, who said, love the podcast. Everyone does great work, and they always have great guests. Hey, oh, there you hey, go, Adam. It's a positive for you too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to listen to the Green Llama for sure. I've already subscribed on the phone. Yeah, you should. You rock. And as a reminder, I'm going to throw in a little personal thing here because I feel like I don't do it enough on here. Um, I have shit Pat's out in the book world. Came out. Yeah, Pat's my book second came book, out. my second novel oh. came out. You can go buy. Well, you want me to hold this Space up to Dreaming the camera? One. We got it. The you mean yeah. the Yay. camera that our audience can't see? Exactly. You can go buy space. I know. Oh, I'm holding up. You can buy Space Trip and one. Brett space designed two. The, cover. the Chaser is out. Yeah, with gorgeous covers. If you like D and D, you can go buy the Red Opera, the campaign I co-wrote. So mm-hmm. yeah, buy my books. All buy right. my books. <laughs> I understood that reference. Buy my books. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Join us next time. When we watch a movie that's sure to be family-friendly and unproblematic. Scheisse! Oh! Oh my god. CPOV! CertainPOV.com